1: That's right. Fast Money does start right now. We are live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York's Times Square. I'm Michelle Caruso Cabrera. Our traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Steve Grasso, Brian Kelly, and Dan Nathan. Tonight on Fast, there's a major development in the crypto universe that Brian Kelly says is, quote, a game changer for Bitcoin. He'll explain. Plus, Disney earnings are on deck, and one trader says the stock could add some magic to your portfolio. He's going to tell us how high he sees it going. First, though, we're going to start with the big winners this week. Check out some of these names. We talked about Apple and Tesla all week, but Pfizer was up 6%. Kraft Heinz up 7%. Molson Coors up 8%. And, of course, a big week for tech giant. Apple hitting a trillion-dollar market cap. That was up 9%. We thought it would be a perfect time to play. Great time. Trade it. Or fade it. You mm-hmm. know how this works, get, well, right? This I'm going to give can... you a name. I think
2: we understand this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have obviously. to explain
1: to the viewers. You tell us if you're buying it, a.k.a. trading it, or selling it, a.k.a. fading it. Kicking it off with Pfizer up 6% this week. BK, you're fading it or trading well, it? Well, you
3: know, we played this game a lot, and it's always confusing. But in this case, I actually think fade it is the right thing to say here. Because fade it doesn't always mean necessarily short it. But look, it, you had this big run up. You've got insider selling here. Takes them off the table and fade it.
2: Tell you, look at that chart though, for a chart that's done almost nothing for the last three years, it actually looks
3: like you're starting to you know the
2: technical guy in me tells me this chart, this chart looks like it's breaking out.
3: It, it very well could be, right? But I'm saying you've had this massive run up here. Why wouldn't you take a little bit off the table? If you're a technical guy, come back, buy it on at support. Anything else in the pharmaceutical sector, do you buy healthcare
1: in general? What- I,
4: I think healthcare has been defensive. So if the market is going to turn around, if you're looking for yield, if yields don't rise as, as fast as we think they're going to, I think you could be in the space. I've owned Pfizer forever. I'm going to continue to hold it, so I'm going to continue to trade it.
1: How do you own it when the president is always complaining that you raised the price of your product? Like, you've got this constraint on Didn't bother it already.
4: Didn't bother it. It's, it's close to... But do you think are, it would be higher otherwise? You can't prove the counterfactual.
2: No, I know it's right?
1: hard. I know it's hard.
4: Well, I tell
2: you what, if I think about... The pressure that's on the, this this sector from the administration. I mean, isn't this a, the story we've heard for every administration yeah, on both sides of the aisle? So um, I think biotech is really the place you want to be. I actually think these names are breaking out, and and everyone that reported, including Amgen and Gilead, which are names that I think have struggled um, because the balance sheet is very good and there's not much in the top line. Started to show some improvement in the pipeline. I like Amgen. I like Gilead. I just I just
4: wonder one, la- one the last thing. I just wonder if the Fang stocks do continue to come on if the money comes back out of here because it's seemed it like could. a rotation, yeah. so, so that, that would be my only caveat. If to there being is a rotation, but
3: actually like Tim's play on the biotechs, too, I'd go smaller cap biotechs, XBI, which is the smaller cap biotechs, because who's Pfizer going to buy to fill their pipeline? Some of these kind of newer drugs out there, so if you take some profits in Pfizer, then trade the biotechs. Dan, what do you think? H-
0: historically, the the large biotechs have actually traded very well when they made good smaller acquisitions. Last night we had Chris Verona on, he was doing some charting there. Um, Amgen was one of the names. Yep. I know it's you like it Fundamentally, um, it really does look like it's been basing for years, and it looks like it's about ready to break out. And When you see the breakout that we saw, like last week in Eli Lilly, it went up in a straight line, like 10% after a massive bait. I think some of these big cap cheap biotechs
4: have that potential from here.
1: Kraft Times was up 7%. Stevie Grasso, what are you doing with this? This is
4: an m and story. So it's down 17% year to date, but it's popped recently 19% off the bottoms. It's a Campbell soup. Uh, Kraft Heinz story. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that keeps investors on their heels. I think you could still trade it i tell you what,
2: I, these, a lot of these food stocks, which have been a, a function of consolidation, and basically it's been a story for years. When the market was very, very cheaper, when we had no earnings, and when rates were at almost zero, these guys were actually trading at multiples that I don't think they deserved. A lot of them are still somewhat near those multiples. I, I just don't really like the sector. They're not growing the top line. Having to rely on craft to remake itself from a, a, you know, a corporate structure perspective doesn't get me excited.
1: Trading time, 17 Next year's earnings. Yeah, but so, and I, think, I think that's not a really cheap, good not point. Not cheap relative not crazy. To But we market, were looking at
2: these stocks, your point
0: was when, when rates were zero, they had some yield, they're yeah, defensive, are. that sort of thing. We're looking at them at, like, 22 times. Like, why are they trading here? So now we're looking at EPS growth of, like, mid-single digits, sales growth of low-single digits, trading at a market multiple 17, 18 times it makes little sense.
1: And a yield of 4%, though?
0: Right, and so we have the 10-year at three. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just, just a So you faded. Yeah, but I, I think the only bull case right now is, is the, the M&A. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tim Seymour, Molson yes. Coors was up 8%, kind of within the same kind of food sector.
2: It is. I, I, look, the, the beer stocks two years ago, again, were a really hot trade. There's been a lot of consolidation in the sector over the years. Obviously, Bud has been consolidated by the Brazilians. Um, Molson Coors, first of all, a, a guy like me, Has a tough time getting a simple man's Coors Light in New York City these days. It's a great beer. Um, I like the company. I actually think it was oversold. The key to this earnings release is the fact that the expectation was very low. They they reaffirmed 2018 guidance. The free cash flow here is very good. One of the problems with a lot of these companies is the balance sheet. So four times uh, EBITDA in terms of debt, debt to EBITDA four times. I want to see these guys pay some of that down. This number told investors they're going to be paying it down. I stay long the name. I think in this space, though,
3: you look at something like Constellation Brands, right? Because they have a very wide portfolio. And look at how the stock traded today very well. I think I'd rather just kind of spread my bets in this space.
4: Steve Grass, what it's, do you think? It's, well, TAP is 20, off 20% off the lows right here. But for me, tech, uh, technically, it's running into a little bit of resistance. I'd give it a little more time to breathe, let it air out, and see if it breaks through that resistance level that we're currently at before I would trade it. So, so I would so be a to fader. Th-
2: sorry, to me. Speaking of breathing and airing out, Molson had some big news in terms of an, an alliance they made in the cannabis sector this week. In fact, they're going to actually be making cannabis-infused beverages. The beer sector is very concerned about what's going on in is the recreation.
4: Didn't Sam Adams, weren't they the first one to do that? I, well, I believe that is Sam that-
2: Adams as is, is an alliance, Constellation
1: as an alliance, right. and Molson
2: is deciding that they're getting into the game, and I think this is actually good news for the sector.
3: That's why it's up 7% this week. You
1: think?
2: I think that it may have something to do with it.
3: Anything in this? Well, that's. I mean, again, it's the Constellation Brands. I do anything that is touching cannabis, though. That is the threat to all these alcoholic beverage, adult beverage companies. So if they can get into that, that's the growth area, and you want to look for that. If you can't beat them, buy them. That's right. Apple. Okay, we got to get to Apple. Whoa.
1: Mm. Whoa,
3: what? What? Apple.
2: Big week.
0: All right, so big week, this yeah. is a little more complicated, right? So the stock has been up for well, years in a row <laughs> since it oh, – Well, I'm just saying, you know, let's go to the big guns here. Um, you know, you know, but the stock's up 10% in a straight line. It got to that big round number of $1 trillion. I just want to make a point. You know, this stock had a very volatile Q1, okay? traded in a range, though, and then after it reported those earnings on May 1st, the stock went up. 10% in a straight line over three days. What did it do for the next few months? It consolidated those gains, and then we just had another breakout. So to me, you know, I don't think it's like a sell, sell, sell or anything like that. I think there's a really good chance that you see this stock consolidate a little bit. Um, the first week of September, they're going to announce some new iPhones. Then the first one's going to be released at the end of September. I think someone was saying, fade. get to yeah. it, saying Dan. Saying this fade is trade no, no,
2: <laughs> But yeah. I, think it's a big big gun. I think there's Mr. a big good gun. chance
0: yeah. you see this stock consolidate. There's going to be a a lot of news coming out in the next couple months. I don't think you have to buy it right here. Trader, Dan, long it. I'm a big over here. It. I
3: think you fade it. Yeah. And to me, it's the exact same trade as, as Pfizer, right? Maybe there's some good news in there, but you've had this spike straight up. If I just look at it and take the name Apple off it because people get super emotional about it, I fade it. I'm but not it, emotional
2: about this at all, and I think you guys are firing cap guns. Bottom line <laughs> is, this was a, what happened Wednesday night after the bell was this company told you that their service revenue is actually really growing and it's not reliant just on iPhones and that the company is going to continue to give you back 25 billion in the form of buybacks or at least a dividend improvement That to me is very impressive. I don't think everybody's in this story or I don't think people are at a waiting. I would trade it that's how you play the game. Stevie Grasso I I think, think, I think you've yeah. been here
1: the longest out of everybody here and do you there's one indicator that I think I know well. And that's the media hype indicator. Mm. Like when, mm. the, when the media <coughs> is going crazy over something, I get very nervous about that stuff. No, I, I agree. It's usually I, 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 like I think it's the a trillion song. dollar. So you freak yourself out. Yeah, I know.
2: I Got mean. It.
4: The trillion dollar market cap is definitely a little, a little frightful. But the value growth, Apple has been consolidating for the last couple of months. So this breakout, I think, has more legs to it. Has a little more momentum to it. I do believe so that. I, I, I would trade it. Yes, nice.
0: I would nice trade it. Does
1: anybody believe when you hear Jim Kramer talk about this should get the multiple? of a Clorox, which would put the uh, thing at $300 instead of $200, because he sees it as, as a, a consumer, consumer products product. Company. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I get it. Kramer
0: I, said something the other night, or the other day on Scott's show, um, on the halftime, which I've never heard him say, because he's been the guy, you just own it, and you never trade right. it. Okay, So he can actually play this game with us if he wants
2: to call in right now. He'd probably do better than you. But
0: he, <laughs> he, he kind of intimated that if you have massive games, you may want to fade some of them. I think I'm quoting yeah. him
2: But correctly. I don't get that, and, and it, this is not to do with Jim's view on the stock. If you actually think a stock is, you, you've been bullish on a stock and you actually still want to own it, then you, you're basically getting long. We say this all the time that night, by going home long the position, you might as well be buying that stock implicitly. That day, has, yeah. Has mm-hmm. something just suddenly changed? If anything, I think the story's gotten better. I'm not fading.
1: All right, coming up, earnings season continues next week, and the chart master says Disney is looking magical heading into its report. He'll tell you what's got him so excited. Plus, check out this stock. It is surging since its IPO in March, and traders are still piling into the name. What is that? It's a mystery chart. We're going to tell you what it is and why it is so popular with retail traders. We are live from New York City's Times Square, and there's much more Fast Money right after this break. Welcome back to Fast Money. We have got a Bitcoin alert. It is a big day for the crypto universe as the chances of a Bitcoin ETF just took one giant leap forward. Our Leslie Picker is live in the newsroom as the Crypto Desk with the details.
5: Hi, Leslie. Hey, Michelle. The company is called Bakkt, B-A-K-K-T. And the hope for crypto enthusiasts is that this startup will help bring digital currencies To the masses, it's backed by the New York Stock Exchange's parent company, ICE, and a slew of other big corporations. To start, Bokt will provide trading and conversion of Bitcoin versus fiat currencies. But the platform has big goals. It's aiming to become the infrastructure that helps institutionalize digital currencies on a large scale. In addition to ICE, Bokt is backed by the likes of Microsoft, Boston Consulting Group, and Starbucks box could be used to convert Bitcoin and other digital coins into U.S. dollars that can be used at Starbucks stores, which means, yes, you can buy your coffee, or in my case, iced coffee, with crypto. Microsoft is helping with the cloud solutions to create the global ecosystem for digital assets, and some big names in the finance world are also backing the venture, including Fortress Galaxy Digital, Pantera Capital, and Susquehanna. The platform is expected to launch in November, so let the countdown begin, Michelle.
1: Yes, let's do that. Thank you, Leslie. All right. Our crypto baller, Brian Kelly, says this is, quote, the biggest news of the Whoa, year. He's over yeah. the plasma to explain why. Wow. Yeah, take it this, away. Is,
3: this is huge news that I think the market is completely underappreciating. So let's talk about why this is the biggest news of the year for Bitcoin. Right here. It paves the way for an ETF. Last week, I stood up here and said, you know what? I don't think the ETF is going to get approved. And guess what? Winklevoss ETF got rejected. Why? Because there wasn't a U.S.-regulated exchange and there wasn't U.S.-regulated custody. That's what this does. They're now going to have a U.S.-regulated exchange trading Bitcoin. They have a licensed warehouse, which is how commodities are stored. That's going to make it a lot easier for an ETF to come through. It's even better than Bitcoin futures. That's the second thing that I think people are missing. Problem with Bitcoin futures, very limited set of people that can trade it and a lot of people use it for hedging. But they're talking about getting this into your 401k. They're talking about you and in your Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade account. You're going to be able to buy a Bitcoin ETF, a Bitcoin mutual fund. It expands the universe. So my conclusion here is the crypto market is completely missing this. Perhaps the market in general is missing this. This is very, very big news. So let's take a look at the charts, see where we are on Bitcoin. We've had this huge, painful bear market. Look at this, though. We've had a little pop here. Problem that was the move on the anticipation of an ETF, which didn't happen, and now we've retraced. So if you're looking for an entry point in Bitcoin, this might just be the place. Hey, now, hey. let's look at one more. Tim, you got to hold on there, buddy. Yeah, I got I'm one more. I'm look at this. What's going on here? This is Ethereum Classic. Why is it up 11 percent? This afternoon or this evening, right now, because Coinbase uh, just announced that they are likely to have trading and add it to their platform uh, August 7th or later. They're doing the final testing right now and they anticipate having it on there. That's your Coinbase effect right there. Now, Tim, I can take all your questions. I,
2: I am sure. I'm told this is the biggest Bitcoin news of the year. How is it that these guys are ahead of the pack on this? Or, or what, without getting too in the weeds on what technically they've put together
3: here, um, do, you, do you believe that this is about to happen? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're talking about launching in November, so they have been working on this in stealth mode for the last 14 months. Uh, they have already have talked to regulators. They they're ready to go. I mean, for that for you to for them to launch a full scale regulated exchange by November, they have to be working. So on wh- this for why now. didn't this
1: why didn't Bitcoin pop more? Do you think? I, mean, I think uh, people, you know, like back in January, yep. this would have been uh, back in January, Bitcoin would have
3: been up 20 percent on this news. So I think the bear market has just broken people's spirit, frankly, Uh, and so people aren't really looking for this. And, you know, a lot of the people that I talked today hadn't seen the news, came out at 8.30. People hadn't seen it till 2, 3 in the afternoon, so the market's still digesting this. And remember, most of Bitcoin trading happens in Asia, so it was released at 8.30 this morning. That's 9.30, 10 o'clock at night on a Friday night in Asia. When Asia
0: wakes up, you might see this thing pop. Uh, Beeks, why is this? You know, I have the Cash App, right? And so I have cash on it, and I have Bitcoin on it, and I can go and I can pay anybody in cash or Bitcoin. I just don't understand why this is that important. I could walk into a Starbucks and I could convert my crypto into fiat dollars, and I could buy my frappuccino.
3: Yeah. Uh, what's the story, so, latte? Uh, so the other part of this is that Starbucks—they're going to allow you to take your crypto and effectively kind of load a, a U.S. dollar card with us You know. We don't have a problem with our payment system here in the U.S. As you said, you can take your cash app, go in there. It's not a problem. This is more of a a move forward. And if you look at Starbucks history, they're really at the forefront of digital payments, particularly in the retail space. So to have them involved is more of a signal that this is becoming more of a mainstream. Now, if you go globally, they're talking about Bitcoin as a global currency, which is what I believe it could be. And you look at globally, people are going to start using Bitcoin. People will use Bitcoin to buy their coffee if their currency doesn't work well.
4: BK, is it going to move the needle for ICE? I know, I know it's a small aspect of their business, but is this going to move the needle? Uh, you, you probably think it'll move the needle incrementally at the start. ICE has lagged just a bit in the space. Do you think that this can have domino effects through their
3: whole entire business if this really starts to take off? So, so my view in general, yes, I do think it will. My view in general is that most of the stuff that are traded on exchanges today will be blockchain-based tokens in three to five years. And so ICE is ahead of the curve on that.
1: All right. BK, you made your case. Thank fired you. fired up, man. I mean, I've, I've never seen he him sure like that. sure is. Coming up, Snap, Crackle, Drop. Oh. The once-loved social media stock is down 40% from its highs this year, and one trader says it's about to get a lot worse. Oh. He will explain. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on FAST.
3: One Chinese internet stock is on fire, and some traders see even more gains to come. We'll give you the name. Plus, how would you like to turn time into money? It ain't no fairy tale, but it is one trader's Disney options trade ahead of earnings. And he'll teach you how to do it, too, when Fast Money returns.
5: CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open, midday, and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to Fast Money. The Netflix of China, Aikichi, is on fire this year, up 60% since its IPO in March. But what is it exactly? Dominic Chu is in the newsroom for us with all the details. Hi, Dom.
6: Well, Michelle, by now we've all heard the comparisons between U.S. companies and their respective Chinese counterparts. Those comparisons, as imperfect are they are, they are at least good enough for government work, so to speak. Alibaba is like the Amazon of China. Weibo is like the Facebook or Twitter of China. And Baidu is like the Google of China. That gets us to iQiyi, which is a spinoff from Baidu iQiyi has been called the Netflix of China, and as of its most recent quarterly report, it had 67.1 million total subscribers. But presumably not everyone that uses the platform is a subscriber, paying or otherwise. The company's IPO documents showed that as of the end of last year, it had 421.3 million monthly active users, around 126 million daily active users on mobile devices. IGE had its public debut on the NASDAQ back on March 29th. They got a lot of headlines after it priced its IPO at 18 bucks. It subsequently dropped, but it's up around 60% since then. It's been a volatile stock thus far in its short life, and it's been getting a lot more attention from traders. If you look at trading volumes, which were relatively tame until June, those volumes have really kind of taken off since then. According to data from FactSet, average daily volume over the last 30 days has shot up to around 30 million shares. That's versus an average of 20 million shares over the last 90 days. So, Michelle, will it remain as popular and or as volatile in the weeks ahead that's a big question for traders back over to you
1: guys yeah sure is let's ask him about it thank you Dom let's trade it Tim what's your fast take well I'll tell you what I'm,
2: I'm a buyer of the stock and the bottom line on the story is I do believe the analogies between all these Chinese counterparts and the US names I mean this really is the Netflix of China they're probably completing with competing with Youku, but if you look ultimately again the subscriber growth is insane these guys will be north of 100 million subs by 2020 which is I mean think how fast Netflix is growing and how excited you are and I realize you know it's a different market think of these guys they're definitely going ad revenues uh, continue to grow and that to me is a very big part of the story because 45% ad growth is what gets investors excited If people are willing to reward Netflix with the multiple they do, I think you should be taking a look at this stock with that kind of ad growth. Um, The other dynamic here is that all of the Chinese Internet names have been assaulted over the last three months, really since we got into the teeth of the trading war. If you believe that ICE is ultimately dependent upon uh, cross-border trade flows, you're wrong. And if you believe that Alibaba is right now, you're wrong. So the value in the mega-cap Chinese names I think is absolutely outstanding. Tencent, to me, is one of the great gaming stories Mm -hmm. of the world right now. Take a look at all these names.
1: Did anybody, anybody get convinced by Tim Seymour on a cheat? T-t-t-t. I did. I'm going to call it IQ. It's gonna be IQ. That's a, yeah. that's a ticker. You but can do that. You think it's about easy. it.
3: Like Tim, t- Tim made a great point in that. Well. This is not a trade. <laughs> yeah, maybe. this this is not a trade big guns. war story, right? You think about. Are you going to cancel your Netflix subscription because of a trade war? Absolutely not. You're not going to cancel your IQ subscription because of a trade war. So this being down on that kind of broad theme is the wrong thing. I, I against 25 bucks. I love it. And
1: anybody nervous about accounting in Chinese companies in general
0: Oh, that's so oh. 2014. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm I think the. I think I the. By the way, are I we a little nervous current.
2: about subs and DAUs with American oh, well, companies? No, no, I mean, here, what are thing. we learning? Uh, I, you th-
0: know? Th- you're, no, Go you're those. right. But I, I think what's really important to remember is that we look at this this 800 billion to a trillion dollar club of, of these fang stocks, right? And there's only one. There's only one that participates in China, and it's Apple, and it's through hardware. Okay, so these other guys that are basically boxed out, Dominating Netflix they're is never of the going to be in China anytime soon, Big and that's why IQ has this massive greenfield in front of it so to me i think you want to focus on if it's the whatever of china and it's
2: the real deal you just go with it
1: it is big time guns. for the final trade let's go around the horn tim seymour
2: tell you what if you're a big gun you're grabbing a cold Coors light over the weekend that to me is the trade here molson Coors now in cannabis go after him
1: stevie i wish my uncle was dick grasso who's dick grasso they don't know anymore F- facebook crazy. facebook has
4: been slammed i think it's time to get back in use the stop let's call it 173
3: bk Broiler. you know I, I still like the financials of this environment you know not only do i like them in the in the interest rate environment but the way they traded today was great and nathan you guys have all
1: had
0: really good calls on the financials over the last month i'm just going to tell you that i'm being nice all right, here's
1: <laughs> big, big gun big gun oh. guys tune into oway
0: and d trades like it's going to get taken out sometime in 2018 we got a way to play oh. it. mcc thank you for joining geez. us on a, a Friday.
1: Yes, Everybody had a great, great Friday. That does it for he- us here. Options Action starts right after this break.
5: CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.